This is Un-American. My name's Ray. I'm the Un-American, and I'm here with my American co-host, Josie Martineau. Hey. Hey. I'm going to have to cut that out of this podcast afterwards. Right. Yeah. Do you think they can hear us? Uh, who knows? Do you think they can hear you? Yes. First of all, let's just address that my ex-husband has a bobblehead. Oh, I know. It's, it's so exciting. It is. Uh, it's of him when he was in The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Classic movie. Classic movie. Loved that movie as a kid. You did. Had a huge crush, crush on uh, the character Jesse. Not my ex-husband? No. My ex-husband is a handsome man. Okay, well, I was into Jesse. I mean... Okay, what was wrong with my ex-husband? Nothing was wrong with your ex-husband. I just preferred Brandon Adams, who played Jesse. All right, well, this is fine. Listen, who's to say? I can't say yes or no. I'm just saying Jesse was my favorite and then Adam Banks. Okay, so my ex-husband wasn't even in the list. There is no record of my ex-husband and I being married on the internet, which I think is a huge success with privacy. And I'm just going to say that to a lot of people who feel that it's impossible. Is In terms of um, you feeling it's a huge success, do you feel like you put a lot of work in to make it so that people can't find that? Uh, no, but uh, I feel like both he and I didn't feel like that needed to be something that the internet knew. Well, the internet's going to find out now because of this podcast. No, because I'm going to cut out which character. Oh, you are. Okay, well, that's very sneaky of you. I think you could probably, if you really, really, really want to find out, there are ways. Sure. There are clues, I should say. Yeah, look on Facebook. Okay, there are other clues. Look on IMDb. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, because you have mutual, part of your bio says used to be married to. No, it doesn't. See, that's the thing. I think there is a picture on his IMDb page in which I am cut out. Oh my god, I'm definitely going on IMDb and finding this photo. Okay, is your shoulder in there? Can I tell that somebody's been cut out? Oh yeah. Oh, I will recognize your shoulder. Well, you will recognize the dress. This is a dress you still own and wear. Yes. Perfect. So you'll know it. Great. I mean, I don't know how many times you've seen me in this dress, but you could be pretty sure it's mine. But when I saw that he had a picture of a bobblehead... On his Facebook, I was like, oh shit, I divorced him too soon. Oh, I know. Because bobblehead does seem to be a great token of success. If, if you have a bobblehead, you're someone. I think so. Yeah. Do we need to get bobbleheads of ourselves? Yeah, I feel like it's only a matter of time before they start making bobbleheads of podcasters. Absolutely. And we'll be a couple of the first to do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If somebody wants to take charge of doing some publicity for us, go ahead. If somebody wants to take charge of just writing a, a, a nice letters that make us feel good about ourselves and mailing them. Sure. It's nicer than an email, right? Yeah, but I don't want to put my address out there. Oh, that's true. I don't even like men who I date to know what my address is. That's very true. I do know that about you. Yeah, I, I like to go to their place yeah. if we've gotten to that stage. And I like to, for as long as possible, 
make it very vague where I live. Yeah, I think that's smart. I dated somebody for a couple of months, and he'd never been to my place. That is a long time. I know, and he was a cokehead. Uh, and well, okay. 21, and he was about 45. And when I broke up with him, I was very grateful because I think he was calling me about 20 times per day. And I was so paranoid at that time. I actually felt like he was looking in through my window. And I was like, Ree, it's not logical. He doesn't know where you live. Wait, okay. So, and then, and then you broke up with him. Did he stop calling you? No, no, no. That is when he started to call oh, 20 times per day. Okay. Yeah, okay. I wasn't quite as eager when we were together. Yeah. I had a boyfriend, very new relationship, uh, was home one night. I had to work early the next morning. He was out at a club and I got at least 10 phone calls from him in a matter of minutes and like these short voicemails that he was apparently too drunk in a club and get, got into a fight with somebody. And that, you know, that was the point where I was like, I'm never talking to this man again. So, so let me clarify. So I just ghosted him. You ghosted him after 10 phone calls? At like 3 a.m. in a matter of minutes. But why was he calling you when he was in a fight? Who knows? It's like, we haven't been together long enough for me to be dealing with this. How long do you have to be together with somebody to deal with them getting into a fight? Well, I think if you're with the kind of guy that gets into a fight, you just have to walk away. My father is that kind of a guy. Well, but he gets into a classier type of fight, right? I don't know. Well, because he does karate. Yeah, so my mom was with the man, that type of man. My father was a bouncer. Right. So high-class fighting. And my dad has taught me a lot about fighting. He's taught me that... You're wanting to get back into it. It's kind of. Never start a fight. No, it's not what he taught me. He said, avoid fighting. For as long as possible. But if there is going to be a fight, make sure to throw the first punch. Yeah, and I can see you because there are a couple of people practicing their martial arts at the gym. Yeah. And I can just see you longingly looking at them, wanting to throw the first punch. Well, also because it seems very easy to get these people to lay down on the ground flat. One of them, I don't know much about martial arts, but what he does looks more like kung fu. And I only say that because what he does looks more like what I've seen Bruce Lee do in movies. Right. Um, but it, it seems very fast and not the best form. That like, man does like not have form. He's just going for speed, I think. Yeah, I think that's an actor trying martial uh -huh. arts. Actors so, doing martial arts, I don't think, are so interested in the impact. They just want to look like... They just like, want to look like they're doing some damage. Yeah. Yeah. My dad liked full contact karate. Yeah. He doesn't feel like karate is fun anymore because they don't do full contact karate anymore. Did he teach you the crane technique? No. Disappointing. Do you even know what the crane technique is? No. He used to tell these stories to us when we were kids as, like, lullaby stories. Uh, we would listen to his fight stories. And so he knocked the heavyweight champion over. Now, my dad is a small man. But just for fun, or was the guy getting into some stuff? Uh, I think he wanted to get into the club. Oh, and your dad was just like, no, <laughs> and punched him. I think, I don't think he was drunk, or maybe he was drunk, or if the friend was too drunk. Do you feel lonely now because we're without people here? 
Oh, because it's just you and I recording? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I feel lonely most of the time, but... You do? Uh, no, mm-hmm. I think it's great. There's more space to move around. Oh, did you want to move around? <laughs> I blocked somebody on Instagram. Oh, but can we talk about your new Instagram friend from the gym? Who, the, the trainer, the personal trainer. Great. Uh, I have a lot of new friends at the gym. So. Yeah, and we can talk about them all, but I just wanted to clarify that I'm specifically talking about the trainer that has targeted you three times now. Yeah. You know what? I, it reminds me of school, uh, university, when I was targeted by Christian groups. Oh, yeah. And it seems like that's not what I'm being attacked by now. Did, now, they, did they also forget that they had targeted you in the past? I just look like... <laughs> Sure, she'll go for this. And that's how I feel with this trainer. Like yeah, you, ev- think, you think he's targeting you because of something in your eyes? Yes. Interesting. I think he's... Or is it because of my fat? I thought it was maybe just because you seem friendly, which I suppose is maybe in the eyes. That's what I mean. Like, they see the eyes and they're like, this girl's not going to be able to say no. Yeah. And you know I can't. Right. Because oh he my comes God. up... I, you have this incredible ability to just make people walk away from you yeah I'm really I'm really good at it I uh I mean I just don't I don't give him the time of day whenever he comes up right uh I just straight up ignore him which is tricky because it's you and me and him standing there and I won't even look at the guy or acknowledge his existence which I feel a little bad because I feel like I maybe I should step in, but then it's like I'm not willing to sacrifice myself for this, so I'm just going to keep working out while you talk to him. Because I feel like you have invited him over by smiling at him. Are you serious? Invited him over? <laughs> Last time he talked to me, he was training another person. But you, you have invited him over by making eye contact. You can't make eye contact with a person like that. I didn't mean to make eye contact. Sometimes my eyes fly across a room and there are eyes in the way. Oh, you were looking for somebody else and you caught him instead. Okay, I was looking for somebody else. Now it's all making sense. Yeah. I was looking for somebody else. My gym crush. Yeah, I was going to say, we should probably talk about it. He spends a lot of time on the treadmill. Yeah, I know about that now. He used to do more spinning. Okay, you fi- you guys have been making eyes and waving at each other for what feels like months at this point. Maybe it's only been weeks. We've finally spoken, yeah. And it was not a disappointment. No. Because with so much buildup, it could have been a huge disappointment. I'm not going to say there was no disappointment. Right. There wasn't a major disappointment. Great. Well, that's a step. But I always get disappointed when I realize people are human. Um, I think the good news is you brought up the uh, disembodied souls at the gym, and he did not think that was a crazy idea. I knew that was a bold move. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to bring up the disembodied souls at the gym and how they look for bodies to get into. And I thought, I know this can go either way. Yeah, but I think it's a smart move because you just get it out there and then depending on he, how he responds, you know whether or not to eliminate him. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Because you know that it's going to be difficult for me to have even small conversations with somebody who finds this absurd. I, I had a weird um, stare-down moment with my ex yesterday. Uh, I loved that. 
What? You loved the idea of that. You weren't even there when it happened. No, but I did get to talk to your ex after that. Which is disturbing. It's kind of disturbing to me that he's willing to talk to you, but he won't say one word to me. I know. (laughs) I was entering a door as he was exiting, and he held the door open and just stared at me, and I got uncomfortable and sort of laughed and said, hey. And then he just kept staring at me. And then I walked inside. And then he came in behind me and shut the door like he was going to say something, but I freaked out and sort of, like, hit around the corner. But still in his eyesight. Well, still, there wasn't anywhere for me to go. So I just, like, weirdly was standing to where he could half see me. And then he left. Well, the shittiest thing about this is that he has some of your stuff. That's my stomach. Oh, he has some of my things. I'm not sure. I have some of his things that I would like to return to him, but I'm not sure that this is ever going to happen. I've thought about it, and I doubt it. Because when you described what happened yesterday, I thought the things are never going to get returned. Well, this is very depressing. Unless you send a text. Maybe you should send a text right now. I can't deal with it right now. Really? Yeah. I know you think it would be funny for the podcast, but this is also... Don't you feel like your life is an art? No. A lot of artists say that their life is a piece of art. Yeah, I can't (laughs) get on board with those artists. I see. Um, My cousin's staying with me. Yep. He's Swedish. Right. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. No, but I mean, when I see him, I get reminded. Like, when I see large groups of Swedish-looking people together, and I should even not even say Swedish-looking, people with Swedish heritage together, I get scared. (laughs) It looks very German to me. How do you, I mean, how do you know that there are large groups of people of Swedish heritage because you hear them speaking or when I see the blue and green eyes and the light shades of hair uh-huh. and they're all together and they're sort of big looking I go oh shit this is where the German experiment actually succeeded and I get terrified yeah and I'm so grateful they at least did not grow up grow up with American culture because Sweden has a more Eastern culture. To be very, to explain it very simply, it's easier to think of Swedes more as um, an Asian culture, very community based. The individual doesn't mean much. You're not really supposed to speak up, and all those things. It's like closer to Japanese culture. I'm just saying, did they also feel the white privilege that Americans feel? These people would be monsters. We all went to the gun range yesterday. You were very sure of what gun you wanted to shoot. Yes. Well, just a 9mm. Why was that so... Guns are... Important to you. No. (laughs) No, but I I feel... um... You're having a hard time finding your words. Tell (laughs) us what guns are to you. Guns... Whoa, with the hard hitting... (laughs) I just have a lot of, I would say, respect for the power, and, and the, the, they're, they're dangerous things, and so I'm not, like, some people, I feel like, walk in there and they just want, like, give me the biggest thing you've got, I just want to, like, 
shoot something massive and, and feel cer- a certain way about it. I'm more like, let me shoot something that I'm at least somewhat familiar with so that it, it, it feels safer to me to shoot something that I understand how to use. Why are you familiar with a 9mm? Well, I've shot a few guns. My dad is a fan of guns. Right. No, I'm not criticizing you. It's just funny. Because the last time I was at the gun range, it was with a Swedish person, a comedian. He also knew exactly what guns he wanted to shoot. Mm -hmm. My cousin wanted to go because he's from Sweden. And in Sweden, you certainly can't just go in somewhere and shoot some guns. Right. It's not the way it works. Um... (laughs) And he was a little bit horrified by the fact that we were suddenly in a room with people that we didn't know that had guns in their hands. It's a little scary. And he said, were you not worried? And I said, no, my Buddhist meditation has somehow taken away that. I was worried by the teenagers in the booth right next to us. With a very big gun. A very big gun. I'm not sure what it was, but it was so loud. And I walked into my booth and started loading the 9mm, and immediately there's this huge muzzle flash and loud sound from the booth next to me. It terrified me. Like, I felt like a puppy in a thunderstorm or something. All the targets are actually human targets. It's a little weird, right? I don't understand why. I mean, in Sweden, they would certainly be animal targets, or possibly just targets. Right. Why is it like, not just a target? Just a target. practicing shooting a human in the head. But they don't let people go in and shoot by themselves. Well, right. Because suicide risk. Be, be, I mean, which is, it makes so much sense. It's like, that would be a smart way to do it. Would it? it just leave it, the it, mess for everybody else? Yeah, it would if, if it wasn't. If you didn't have to bring a friend, that's pretty terrible to bring your friend. And I mean, I guess if you just, but still, if you're like, can I pay you to come to the gun range with me? No, that would be shitty. I understand. But I just want to say that for anybody thinking about doing that. Don't do it. Absolutely don't do it. And you're probably going to fail. You got to be very careful. Well, a lot of the time you actually slip because your survival instinct kicks in and it won't let you actually shoot yourself in the head. Although, I think if you go right nope. into the mop, no, no good idea. I feel like this is, like, so hesitant to have this conversation. No, a lot of times people will, if they do it in their mouth, they aim wrong and it ends up just going out the back or something and not hitting the appropriate yeah. location. And if you do it in the side of the head, a lot of the time you slip. You got to do your research. So basically what we're saying is don't kill yourself. Or at least do your research first. Don't say that. Don't say that. You cannot in any way endorse suicide. I will make you take that back. I take it back. If you don't know where to t- who to talk to, do email send us an email. Us. <laughs> Call a few people. We are not qualified. Uh, definitely not. All I can say is I've thought about it. You look so troubled. <laughs> you want this to end. Yeah. This discussion, you want it to end. Yeah. But we were at a gun range. Does this increase or decrease our respect for guns? Uh-huh. Because why go to a gun range? Yeah. Swedes go because yay. Yay? <laughs> like, I can't do this in my home country. Oh, I'm going to oh, do it oh, here. Oh, got it. Yeah. I don't... Speaking for me personally, anytime I handle a gun, it, it increases it. 
I agree. I, I feel that way too. That when you pick up the gun and you realize the impact and you see the bullets and you see what you what it does and how the or even you feel the kickback. Yeah. And you realize the sound and you hear all of that. I agree. I enjoy shooting guns. Is that bad? No, I don't think so. For me, it's a very different idea to have a gun at home. But that's because I don't trust myself with things like that. Well, yeah, and Sharp I know there's knives. like a proper way to store it, but... I used to date somebody in college who lived in a house with a bunch of guys, and one of the guys had a gun. And I knew it because I passed it. It was on a desk somewhere. Oh, God. And I was like, why is there a gun here? Like, I was 19 from Sweden. I freaked out. Amazon, one year on Black Friday, they were selling, you know, they do all these deals on yeah. Amazon on Black Friday, and one of the deals was for a, um, a quick access gun safe where you can mount it to the side of your desk or something, and then you, like, put in the code and you can pull out your gun just in case you need it really quickly. Who's going to need it really quickly? Well, I'm imagining if you're, like, a spy. Well, I'm going to just say this. Einstein said that the most important decision you make in life is that... Where to keep your gun. No. It's whether you decide to believe that the universe is friendly. And I'm just saying, the person who needs a quick access gun safe has made the decision that he does not believe that the universe is friendly. Well, or has a job. No. If I decide to join the CIA... I might also need a quick access gun safe. No. Not from Amazon. <laughs> Definitely not from Amazon. If you were in the CIA, you would handle this in a different way. I'm still thinking about joining. The CIA? Yeah. How are you going to do that? What do you mean, how am I going to do that? It's an application. How do you like my cousin? <laughs> I like him a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. How impressed are you that I have two plants now? That have both been alive more than a week. I hadn't really been thinking about it, but now that you're bringing up the fact that you have two plants, I'm like, oh yeah, you do have two plants, and they seem to be alive. Because for me, it feels like a turning point in my life. Yeah, I think it's an excellent job. You gave me a basil plant once, and it definitely died. But those die in heat, so it wasn't my fault. Okay. It just got too hot. Fine. You know, I have kind of felt like I couldn't take care of living things. My ex-husband felt that way too. He said that things die around me. Wait, okay, so now that you're feeling like maybe that's not the case anymore, are you considering a pet? No, sorry, it needs to be able to take care of itself mostly. Oh, so a cat. Okay, maybe a cat, but like it can't be in here. What about a turtle? I had a turtle when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Got really bored really quickly. Yeah. I don't understand fish people. It's like, what do you get out of owning a fish? I think it's just the power. Decide whether this thing lives or dies. I think so. Yeah. I think walking out, walking into a house with a fish tank is a bad sign. It kind of has that hotel feel. Like, you're like, oh, wow, this person's just letting people come in and out of here. Also, birds? I'm not so sure. Well, birds are sad to me because you're putting a bird in a cage. Yeah, but you look at some of those birds... And I don't know if they could survive outside of a cage. Ah, uh, Josie? That was me being Are you a being bird. a bird now? Yeah. Oh. Meow. Uh, kitty. Can't keep coming on the podcast, kitty. <laughs> really?
The kitty can't be on the podcast? Ki- the kitty is not invited onto this podcast. I don't even know where the kitty is. My cousin liked the kitty. Uh, did he, or was he just disturbed? I take it as the same thing. If people are getting disturbed, it's a positive. Well, at least they're feeling something. They're alive. You're, you're just out to make sure people are feeling something yeah. in the world. Yeah, most people are sleepwalking. And you've taken it upon yourself to wake them up. Absolutely. Great. Now you think I need to write a note to my neighbors. You do, because their air conditioning, they're the upstairs neighbors, and your, their air conditioning is dripping down onto your yard. Or yard, I mean, what do you call that? Deck? Porch? Patio? Pat- De- patio. And it's dripping pretty severely. But the thing is, I hate confrontation. Write a nice note. My parents' neighbor leaves some not-so-nice notes when she thinks the dog is barking too much. Well, we used to do that in the place where I used to live. As roommates, we used to leave notes on the refrigerator to each other. About what? Don't know who ate my cheese, but it's gone. (laughs) Would you leave notes like that? Absolutely. Did somebody respond with a note? I didn't do it. That was a note? Sure. Wait, were there only two of you? Three. So it was the other one. Everybody didn't do it, right? So it was always... And then one of them, uh, she borrowed my clothes without telling me. That is obnoxious. It always bothered me when, which would be most women, with larger breasts than me would borrow my shirts. It's like you're stretching my shirt out. But I would go into my roommate's closet and look for my clothes. What, would you say something or would you just take it back? I just take it back. Felt like I said I don't like confrontation. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, I was like, you know what? Let's just skip the whole drama. Let's just take the shirt back. That is a very odd thing to just take somebody's clothes. Okay, so now that we've s- settled this, yeah. Is there anything more you want to say? You can email us at unamericanpod at gmail dot com. Uh, also, tune in next time to find out. Whether or not Re has confronted her neighbors and how that went. Bye. Bye.